0: The Wildcats are still struggling to get Zvonimir Ivacic accepted into the university, and it's becoming more and more frustrating. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl writer for Sports Illustrated, for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky Athletics. On today's episode of Locked on Kentucky, we are going to be discussing further the situation with the Croatian sensation Zvonimir Ivasic himself. As of September 6th, 2023, we still do not have an answer as to whether or not the school is going to Except Zvonimir, and so it's become a really frustrating topic for a lot of different fans, and the Wildcats, or excuse me, not the Wildcats, I would say the University uh Kentucky has put out a statement that I don't really think is satisfying anyone. I think stemming off of this, we have to really look at the big picture for Kentucky basketball this upcoming season. What is the rotation? Is Trey Mitchell the best big that Kentucky has on roster, I'm leaning towards yes right now and I want to kind of flesh out my thoughts later on in the show. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the show. I'm trying to get the 6k subs. We are I believe I think closer towards 5400 right now. Let's keep it pushing if you're listening on podcast. Really appreciate everybody that has been following along. On the podcast, you want to join, man. Just subscribe, follow along wherever you're listening. You want to make sure that you get all of your co- uh, Kentucky basketball and football content because we're gonna be we're gonna have another preview show, uh, but right before the game against EKU with Andrew Stefaniak, uh, Stefaniak of Wildcats today later on this week. So you guys do not want to miss that. Very frustrating things coming out of Zvonimir Ivic's camp in relation to the acceptance. That Kentucky is uh, currently not doling out uh, to Big Z uh, again, like we said on yesterday's show, and I'll go ahead and repeat it for you today. Matt Jones of KSR recently put out a blog post detailing the issues as to why Big Z is not on campus yet for the Kentucky Wildcats, and it's pretty straightforward. It seems like, uh, and it, it, that that statement differs from what the uh, the the university has put out. Here, and I'm trying to pull this up real quick so I can read this to you guys. But but as of right now, it seems like it's pretty straightforward for Kentucky. Big Z has taken um, a, a test to prove that he can, in fact, speak English. And uh, University of, here for the Wildcats, uh, Kentucky has just rejected it and said, nope, we don't take that test We will accept a different English test to prove that you can actually speak the language coherently. And I said on yesterday's show, man, this is really frustrating considering there are several things online that you can find of Zvonimir talking in English. And you can also point out that the man knows four different languages, so it's not like he's just sitting here. At a loss when it comes to the ability to communicate, especially in the English language. Again, might I add, so it's one of those one of those moments here where it's like the man can speak English. This has been proven. Your test here, I don't think. I, I think that it, it's it's arguing I, again. I understand if this is the university's policy, the rules are the rules for them. But it, have a little bit of leniency here, man. Have a little bit of of acceptance to. The fact that he's already taken another test. And here's my question. What is what is so special about Kentucky's English test that differs from other places? And I do not want anybody to sit here and tell me that it is significantly better than another university out there or it's more prestigious or it's more refined. The university has a 94.5 acceptance rate. You cannot tell me that there is anything special about this English test. This is bureaucracy at a really weird moment. I, I don't get this. I do not understand it whatsoever. It's very frustrating. And on top of this, not accepting Big Z's English test, and we're just refusing to acknowledge the things online that you can see of him speaking in English. The University of Kentucky Twitter account put out a statement. They said, and I quote: "A statement from UK spokesperson Jay, spokesperson Jay Blanton." Unfortunately, misinformation is being perpetuated regarding the admission status of someone wishing to attend the University of Kentucky. The truth is, members of our university, from our athletics department to our administration and all other units, are working together efficiently and in a manner that is consistent with the institution's admissions standards. These are often complex issues with multiple aspects to them, and they require many people working to do the right thing for an individual wishing to attend the university. That is what we are doing. Spreading unfounded rumors helps no one. A couple of things I want to immediately point out here. Yes, what Jay Blanton is is saying here. Yes, they are working together in a manner that is consistent with the institution's admissions standards I would like to argue considering it's September 6th, that they are not working in an efficient manner and I think anybody with a, a half a brain would understand academics anybody in the academic world uh they do not work efficiently there is no speed here this is the epitome of a tortoise trying to finish a race and there is no hair to fall asleep for him to catch up to this is just simply the tortoise trying to Accomplish goals in life, and unfortunately, when you see things like the University of Kentucky put out statements like this, I feel like it's kind of funny. Whenever you are weeks after the the school year, the school uh, school year started, and here we are with somebody that has been trying to get in, and you are denying this is not working efficiently. This is you rejecting it and holding it off. This is you making this last longer. And on further on further note. Here. These are often complex issues. Matt Jones of KSR decided that he was going to quote tweet this uh, statement put out by the University of Kentucky. And he said, odd statement. I must say the information being put out is correct. So I'm not ex- sure exactly what this is about. Either way, still no official change or ruling on Eva Sitch's status. That was yesterday, September 5th at 4 uh, o'clock Central, 5 o'clock Eastern uh, this, past, uh, this past Tuesday here. So Matt Jones is doubling down, saying, "Yeah, uh, don't know what this is about, but um, uh, this the information that I have is correct." So it feels like this is not a complex issue. This is not something where you are working in an efficient manner to solve the problem. This is you saying, "I don't like it, it's you're you're hitting this you're hitting this from a, such a weird angle." Or it's like, "Yeah, you can speak English, but." We don't really think he can because he can't pass our test. Or uh, That's the thing. It's like we don't know if he he either can't pass the test or that he simply has not taken it yet. And I'm curious as to why that has not happened yet. So, again, to go back to what I was saying about the statement earlier, we're working efficiently. He would have taken the test already by now, and I'm assuming that he hasn't. He would have taken the test already by now if we were working in an efficient manner to get the man on campus. The final thing I want to say here about this that's just kind of, I think, the, the the icing on the cake here, I want to play a clip here for you guys. So I've been sitting here talking about how there are clips online that you can find of Zvonimir talking in English. This is the one that has been circulating as of late. This is from the Indiana Pacers YouTube account. If you want to go find this, you can literally just search up Zvonimir Ivasic talking about his draft status on YouTube. Um, again, this is from the Indiana Pacers. This is not my audio, so credit to them. I may leave a link in the description so you guys can go check this out yourself. But this is what Zvonimir had to say in a minute and a half long interview with the Indiana Pacers. Just listen to this real quick.
1: I just want to show that with my size, I can, I can, I can run, I can jump, I can play defense, even though I'm huge. And that's it mostly. Where are you best at? Shooting, <laughs> shooting threes, um, transition maybe, yeah, defense. Um, Protector. What's this experience been like for you coming to the United States and, and working out for these teams? It's been great so far. had a lot of fun. Are there any players in the NBA that you study or that, that you like best? Uh, probably KD. Yeah, he's my favorite player. So. What is it that you like about him? His moves, his shots, his speed, his way to read the game. What's it mean for you to represent Croatia? It means everything for me. Yeah. I want to play for the national team especially. so means it's a big deal for me. The Pacers have had a few Croatian players including Bojan Bogdanovic played here. Yeah. Uh do you know Bojan at all or Yeah, I met him a few a few times on his camp actually in,
0: uh, in Yeah, so there you have it with Zvonimir Ivacic talking uh and as clear of English as you could possibly get from a Croatian man who speaks four different languages. I mean I just don't really understand what's going on here. According to, I believe, Jack Pilgrim of KSR, I've got this pulled up for you guys here now. I was trying to get it pulled up earlier. Uh, he took an English test as a foreign language, uh, the TOEFL test, and earned a high, and earned high passing scores in all sections but reading. Uh, Pilgrim said, Mind you, that standardized ke- test came without necessary accommodations, not readily available to Ivacic where he is in Croatia, especially on short notice. So the man... Scored well on the test without preparation. That was not available to him in Croatia. And um, the KSR continues to point out, given the academic resources available to all students at the University of Kentucky, which had an acceptance rate of 95% during the 2022-23 academic year, his college readiness and ability to communicate effectively are clear non-issues. So he's taken one test. And he's passed everything except the reading portion of it. And yet there is apparently a, a lack of communication on his part. He's, he's just clearly unable to wrap uh, himself around the English language, according to the University of Kentucky. Um and I know I'm putting some words in their mouth and I'm being very aggressive and dramatic here, but like this is ridiculous. The kids should have been on campus a week ago. If we really wanted to work in an efficient manner, this would have been done by now. And don't sit here and tell me, well, we have to take care of this, the all these different kinds of... Stuff. I understand that there are probably a lot more students outside of Zvonimir that are trying to get into this university that are coming from outside the United States, but I think that it's very clear here what makes this university money, and that is the basketball program. If we're going to talk about focusing and giving prior not over other students but giving priority to a situation, you'd like to think that this uni- this admissions office would, I don't know, direct a little bit more attention to the 7 foot 2 kid that may, I don't know, bring the school millions of dollars this season or next year if he decides not to go to the draft. I feel like this is a stupid move. This is something that it's just it's just it feels like pride and, and putting your foot down in the most random way. This is the same thing with the Tez Walker situation at North Carolina. It's the same thing with the Mason Smith uh, issue at, at LSU with the NCAA, uh, just enacting rules that feel ridiculous and considering they've changed them since the since those players made decisions to go to different, their respective schools and, and do different things. So I just think that this is ridiculous. I'm getting I'm getting sick and tired of, you know, of hearing stuff like this because thank goodness this is within the university and not the NCAA because then we could sit here for an entire show uh, and just rag on on how terrible the NCAA has handled situations like this because that's what it feels like that's what it feels like right now so if you've got any thoughts on Ivic if you've got any thoughts on this stupid situation you can leave that in the YouTube comments below a lot of you yesterday were agreeing that this needs to be solved quickly. I don't know if it's going to be. I, I don't know how the admissions office is going to handle this moving forward. Maybe they feel like they've been embarrassed and they're just going to put their foot down and say, he can't come at all. Screw it. Um, and, and in that case, you're looking at maybe he he decides to, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go play college ball somewhere else because that's what's been put out there. He wants to go play college basketball. He's going to go do it somewhere else. If he can't get out of Kentucky, it would be a shame. It would be a shame. If he went to a school within this league, and again, I don't know anything. I'm just just sitting here telling you that would be it, that would be embarrassing. That would be embarrassing for for Kentucky, not for the basketball program, but for the university. That would be humiliating. All right. If you want to leave any thoughts on that, comments below at LockedOnUK on Twitter. You can message me there or tag me in a tweet if you have got anything that you want to say. Um, this is a this is just just it's a it's a, a bad situation. And looking forward, we talked about it on yesterday's show a little bit, but I don't want to dive into an individual here. Is Trey Mitchell, if Zvonimir if, Ivasic is not here, is Trey Mitchell the best option Kentucky has at center? Because right now, Uganda Nienzo is still in a boot, and Aaron Bradshaw is going to play the four. Is Trey Mitchell just essentially going to have to play that position? And really, is John Calipari just really just going to have to hope he doesn't get hurt? I want to dive into that in just a second. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. We're literally talking about here how we need everybody on roster for the Wildcats to have a successful shot at being a good team this season. And you need all of the different parts to fit perfectly. You need a guy like Avisich to go ahead and come along and slide right into the rotation. It's the exact same when it comes to your vehicle. You need every single part to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, you need to head over to eBay Motors. With guaranteed eBay fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. All you have to do is add your ride to the My Garage uh, tab and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. You can get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. One more time, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. All right, continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl, hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen Every single day. If you've not subscribed to the channel already, please go ahead and do so. If you have not subscribed on podcasts, I would be a huge fan of you if you would subscribe to the pod and just follow along. We got a lot of great content coming out here as we wade deeper into the fall. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football kickoff live each Friday. Locked On will go live from one uh, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including ours here. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. You can find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Drake Toll, Alex Dono, and the gang have a lot of fun on there. It's a great time. You should pull up at 11 a.m. from 1 p.m. Eastern on the Locked on, on Locked on Kentucky and on any Locked On YouTube channel you may be browsing. All right, I've got something I briefly want to get to here. Before we dive into, is Trey Mitchell the best big man on Kentucky's roster? Uh, the Iowa Point Tracker. Ladies and gentlemen, I was not going to forget about this. I'm very glad that we get to revisit this every single week. So as we all know. Kentucky football has played Iowa in back-to-back bowl games. And one of those games was a struggle win, and one of those games was a shutout loss. I have no hate for the Hawkeyes in my heart, but what I do find extremely entertaining is laughing at the way the the university is handling, the athletic department rather, is handling offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz. To give you a brief recap, we talked about this, I would say, a week and a half, two weeks ago. Brian Ferentz is the OC at Iowa, and he is the uh, son of Kirk Ferentz, who has been the head coach there for over 20 years. And Brian Ferentz has really struggled to get this offense going for the Hawkeyes. They can't score. We've gotten to see it twice as Kentucky fans in the last two years. We know. And as college football fans, I feel like it is only right to watch as the university is so fed up. With the way that Brian Ferentz is running this offense, and they're not scoring, they have put together part of a con- part of his contract and forced him to agree with it. And there are some parameters around this season. And if he does not accomplish the goals set out by the university, he's going to get a pay cut. He may get fired, and I think he may get uh, demoted. Possibly, I think that's an option too. Iowa has to win seven games. That's one of the parts. That's one of the parts of the the puzzle here. I don't really know if that's like completely in his control, but it's part of the thing uh, that makes his job worth what it is. You got to score points to win games. And then the second part of his his agreement here is he has to score 25 points per game. The team has to score 25 points per game. Now I want to note here, that does not include defensive touchdowns. So the team just has to average 25 PPG. And we decided here at Locked On Kentucky as college football fans to kind of follow this along as a fun little side project because we're all college football fans here, and I love the sport, and I think this is hilarious. Utah State was first up. Iowa Iowa was favored by 24 points in this game. They scored 24, and they beat Utah State 24-14. So they won by 14 points. They did not cover. They did not hit their 25 points and this one, failure for Brian Ferentz week one for the Iowa Hawkeyes. We will watch this season with great interest. All right, moving along here. Is Trey Mitchell the best big man in uh, on Kentucky's roster right now? I think he very well could be. Now, I've sat here and told you that Yugo Onyenso, I think, has an opportunity to start with this team. He's developed this offseason. He looks good. You love the highlight videos. You like to buy him whenever you see stuff like that. He's put on some weight. He's gotten strong. Uh, at least it looks like. And it's a shame that we didn't get to see him play in the Global Jam. I think offensively, he's still raw. We talked about that a lot last season and how I think he's going to develop. I think he's going to have a little bit more time here to develop. And whether or not that's in a starting role or in a rotational role, we'll just have to see. There's a chance he's he's one of the first five out there for UK uh, consistently this season if he's healthy. But that's the problem here. He's not healthy. He's still in a boot. And the way the injuries have gone with Cal in the past has been like we are going to hold out until we know that you are really, really, really healthy. And I don't, I don't blame him for that. So we could be in a world where Kentucky for the first few games of the season, that Kansas game, uh, maybe Uganda's is not playing. I think that that's a very real possibility. He could just be practicing uh, here through the month of November and or through the month of October and then November, and then just be like. Not playing. I think that that's a very real possibility. Aaron Bradshaw at seven feet tall. I think he's going to play the four. That has been discussed so much. And then we finally got answers, I believe, back in like late May about whether or not Bradshaw was going to play power forward. He is. Bradshaw said it. Cal said it. We all know it. That's going to happen. We can leave it to rest. If Kentucky wants to slide him down to the five, they will. But I don't know if they will. If they have Trey Mitchell on roster. Now I voiced concerns yesterday on yesterday's episode about whether or not Mitchell at six foot nine is truly capable of playing the center position and defending well. Um, But I think that offensively, he's a very versatile player that is going to be a lot of fun to watch. So is Trey Mitchell the best big man on this roster? Well, let's look at some of the things that he's done over his four year college career heading into his fifth year now with the Wildcats. He averaged 17 points, 18 points in two different years at UMass. He shot 48% and 51% from the floor. He shot 33 and 37% from deep. He also had one and one and a half blocks in those two years as well at UMass. I think the biggest thing that we need to focus on here as far as statistics go, let's throw out the points per game. I think we have to like the rebounds. He's been consistent with that. He averages six a game. Um, you've got different rebounders on this team that you have to be excited about. I think namely Justin Edwards is somebody that you're going to watch there on the boards. The assists are great. The blocks, I'm not as concerned about. You don't have to block a ton of shots to be a good rim protector. Um, I think that that's been proven with different players here at UK. I think you can see that all across basketball. Um, I mean, if you block more shots, that's great, but you don't have to block shots. You can contend shots and not block them to be Anyway, point being, I think the biggest number we have to focus on here is field goal percentage. And this, I think, is just kind of, I think, stereotyping positions. Maybe I'm reaching here. But are we truly okay with Trey Mitchell shooting 47% from the floor as the five? Because we saw you gonna shoot, I believe, over 60% uh, for the Wildcats last season. Oscar Shibwey shooting over 50%, if I'm not mistaken. Only one time in his career has Trey Mitchell done that. I understand that he can stretch out and he can get you some of those threes. He can get you some assists. He can get you some steals as well. But are we okay? Are we willing to sacrifice that at the center position if you can't get as efficient scoring as you could out of a Zvonimir, out of a Ugone Yenzo if he's not fully healthy to begin the season? I think that you have to be okay with it because of the current state of the front court. I think it's just an interesting question to ask is, do you want somebody that's not shooting as efficiently as maybe a a different kind of big man? Are you willing to sacrifice that and trade that out for what else Trey Mitchell brings you? Because like I said, he's a good, he's also a great free throw shooter on top of this. He can shoot the three. Overall, he's shooting a little under 35% on his career. And then in the Global Jam, just to pull up those stats again, he shot 57% from overall from the floor. He shot 44% from three. And I know that I've sat here and told you that I didn't want to put too much stock in the Global Jam numbers, and I'm going to sit here and tell you that again. I don't think Trey Mitchell shooting 57% this season. I think that that was an anomaly. Uh, Antonio Reeves shooting 58% is an, anom- an anomaly as well, so I don't know if it's that, that can be easily argued against. I think that his numbers are going to go down. I think they're going to look similar to what his career numbers have been. In the, in the regular season for Kentucky. I'm, I'm just curious. Are we okay with that being your starting center that gets essentially what could be all of the minutes for the first few games of this year? And again, I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility, and we need to be accepting of this and prepared for it in, in case it does happen. And I'm not sitting here saying Trey Mitchell's a bad player. I've said on this show that he may be one of the most valuable additions to this team, and man, if they didn't have him, whew, you would be thin in that front court because Jordan Burks, who is listed as a guard, by the way, on Kentucky's official roster, he's listed as a six foot nine guard, may be your next best option at center. So I think Trey Mitchell may end up being your best big man that you have on this team, the one that you are forced to go with, possibly in the beginning of the season. If Zvonimir's not here, that's just what you're going to have to accept as you are starting a another smaller lineup once again. And if Aaron Bradshaw's healthy, if Ugun is healthy, if, if Savonimir comes, look you've got three seven footers on your lost roster, let him get out and run, let him, let him have fun. but Trey Mitchell's gonna have a spot in there too. So I if healthy, I think that Kentucky's front court's the best in the league. We've talked about this on the show before. Let's hope Trey Mitchell's able to carry the load for the Wildcats at Center because I have a feeling he's going to do that a lot. At different points this season. If you've got any thoughts on Kentucky's front court, Trey Mitchell, where he stands in the front court, you can leave all that in the YouTube comments below. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore. And you can follow the show over on Instagram that is at Kentucky Podcast. Questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Have a great rest of your day and God bless.